Good morning. I want to thank you for once again joining us as we continue and finish up our study in the book of Esther. We will finish up with chapters 7, 8, 9, and 10 this morning. So let's jump in and let's see how this incredible book concludes. Um, I will mention again that we see the hand of God evidently on display in this book. Um, We see his working through all the nuances and all the characters that we've been introduced to. And we see how God, even though they're in captivity right now, even though they are facing a plot of genocide, we see that God has not abandoned his people. And that God is still sovereignly in control of every situation. We looked at last time how this plot by the villain Haman has come to, I mean, a fever pitch. He's wanting to commit genocide. He hates Mordecai more and more and more. And yet, almost humorously, the king has honored Mordecai at Haman's expense Esther has planned this banquet where she can invite Haman and she can invite uh, the king so she can unearth Haman's plot to kill all the Jewish people, of which she is a Jewish woman. But at the first time she has the banquet, she gets cold feet. She says, hey, king, Haman, why don't you come back tomorrow and and I'll... uh, I'll feed you again. And so that day comes. The king and Haman show up and Haman is ready more than ever. He sees blood more than ever. He's ready to wipe out Mordecai and all of the Jewish people. And says in chapter 7, So the king and Haman went in to feast with Queen Esther. And on the second day, as they were drinking wine after the feast, the king again said to Esther, What is your wish, Queen Esther? It shall be granted to you. And what is your request? Even to the half of my kingdom it shall be fulfilled. Then Queen Esther answered, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be granted me for my wish and my people for my request. For we have been sold, and I and my people to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. If we had been sold merely of slaves, men and women, I would have been silent, for our affliction is not to be compared with the loss of the king. Then... King Ahasuerus said to Queen Esther, Who is he and where is he who has dared to do this? And Esther said, A foe and an enemy, this wicked Haman. Then Haman was terrified before the king and the queen, and he should have been terrified before them because the king has him hanged. And this is not a hanging like we think of where a rope is tied around the neck. This is a hanging where he is impaled upon a stake. And so we see that Esther is bold, that she speaks out, that Haman, the villain, he is the one who is, who is punished and killed for his wickedness. The Jews are saved. 
and we see that they live and that they are not destroyed. Rather, chapter 9 comes along and we see that the Jews destroy their enemies. The Jews, they are the ones who have victory. They go and they destroy 500 men and also the 10 sons of Haman, that they have victory. They don't just survive, but they are granted a winning future where they have a victorious conquering over their enemies. And so bringing back to full circle, even though we don't see the name of God in this book, we see the work of God, the hand of God, mighty in power. He has not forsaken His people. He did not then, and He does not today. We see that this is a lesson that the Jews recognize they need to have taught to them over and over and over again. They need to be reminded of the fact that God is sovereign even in the middle of captivity, or even in the middle of hardship, or even in the middle of a foreboding plot against them. And so they inaugurate in chapter 9 the Feast of Purim so that they would always have this holiday to remember the reality that even though we can't see God, we know He's there. Even though we cannot We cannot figure out His plan completely during the middle of our turmoil. We recognize His hand is still sovereign and He is at work. What a powerful lesson they learn. What a powerful lesson we see demonstrated through this book. It's a lesson that many times in my life I've needed. And I'm sure many times in your life you've needed that lesson as well. Ultimately, we recognize that God has provided a means by which we can have a relationship with Him. That our sin is as deep and as dark and as wicked and as depraved as any kingdom that the Jews could have been in captivity to. That our sin leaves us in a place where we are destined for death and destruction. We have a powerful and a wicked enemy who desires to see us destroyed. But we have a God who has given us His Son, who has died a death that He did not deserve, lived a life that we could never have, and He has granted us salvation that is only found in Him. What a powerful reminder of the gospel this book of Esther serves. And so I hope as you finish up in your reading today, you see the hand of God. And you see a foreshadowing of how Christ can overcome even the worst of enemies. He has accomplished a work for the Jews in the book of Esther, and He accomplishes a work even today through His salvation and through the grace that He gives in His Son Jesus. Thank you for joining me, and I hope that you will continue your study as you look to the book of Job tomorrow.